Welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences from business to relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast. This week, I actually want to talk about something that recently happened because one, it's wild. Two, it's made me reflect quite a lot on the journey that I've been on with my business, my mental health, life. And it's also kind of made me reflect a lot on the work that I do and the power that that has in being detrimental to people's thinking, I guess. But anyway, if you're new here, my name is Chikumo. Um, We normally start this with kicking off with our either a tip of the week or a challenge of the week. In the middle, we will go to how we doing, and then at the end, we finish off with a win of the week. But because I'm on my own, I don't have obviously a, a, a guest. I guess the mental health side of it will kind of come in as I'm talking about it. But um, I guess my oh, actually, I've got a, I've got a good tip. So I decided to take February, so January as my practice month. So that was a month that I didn't have to have everything sorted out. I just needed to have an idea of what I wanted to sort out and then I'd slowly start to put things in place and hopefully by February I'd start to then put it together. Now we're well into February, not only have I smashed some of the goals, I, I don't think I've ever been so organised and you know when sometimes you look at yourself and you think what is going on is I actually think I'm starting to harness the superpower of being the oldest child and the oldest daughter in an immigrant family because honestly when, when I say that this is actually a service that I provide my clients, even I'm surprised at how good I am. <laughs> because you know what, like when it's for yourself, you don't, like you're a bit lazier, like you're not as focused. When you're doing it for other people, you're seeing yourself sort out their lives. So for those of you who don't, don't know, I own a marketing agency and, and as part of the marketing agency, I help clients one-to-one on setting up systems within their businesses because... I realise that the clients I have are people that are similar to me. They are multi-passionate, they juggle quite a lot. And most of the time, they don't have the things put in place to help them have a work-life balance or even just have an idea of where they are week to week, month to month, day to day, without it becoming overwhelming. And as someone that suffers from depression and is a very anxious person, I enjoy sorting out other people's lives. But to get to a point where I can sort myself out, to even the point where I'm realising that, like, I'm sleeping better, my anxiety is better, like, just all these things are changing. I can't lie, it's exciting. But anyway, so, for those of you that don't know, apparently, I am pregnant, I am divorced, and I left my partner for a, a white man. I'm a homewrecker and all these other things. Now, if you know me, you will know that that's all a lie. If you follow me on social media, all you have to do is look at any of my pages or mine and G's pages and see that that's a lie. But anyway, I'm sat on Instagram and I've not been using social media as much recently. And when I say that I've got a marketing agency, I am a client within the agency. So my team will oversee everything except for my inbox. And I was like, oh, I've got a load of messages I need to get back to, texts and uh inbox messages let me just slowly start clearing like one or two a day just so that it does, again it doesn't feel overwhelming so one of the messages i saw was from a, value, a fellow zambian girl and this is someone that i 
knew when I lived in Sheffield. So when I saw that, and again, if you follow me on social media, especially TikTok, on TikTok, I have talked very openly about my mental health, going to therapy, what it's been like as the African daughter, uh, sorry, as a, yeah, as an eldest daughter in an African family and an immigrant family, all of that. So when I saw this, so I opened this message and I thought, oh no, because this isn't someone that like, we'll say hi once in a while, but we don't talk frequently. And when I opened it, I saw a link and then it said something like, I thought you should know this video has been posted about you. Um, basically the audacity of this man, how could he say such horrible things? And I was like, oh, I'm going to be in trouble. My parents are going to be like, what have you been saying online? Because we don't, there are just certain boundaries I've now put in place where I'm like, do you know what? If it's not worth talking about, it's not worth talking about. As long as I'm okay and I can deal with life and I've got my own outlets, that's okay. So I open it and it's a video that I posted a year ago talking about how that year before, so mind you, this video on its own isn't even, it is a year old. It's not relevant to 2024. So uh, the video was a very short one and this person had taken a snippet basically saying, um, so sorry, I was saying, um, a year ago, I walked away from a situation. Of, I was with my ex for five and a half years. And basically, if this is your sign and you have known that that situation hasn't been serving you for a long time, take this as your sign. Because for me personally, it was because I was seeing black women in the 30s, early 30s, going into the 30s, living life, starting again, making, just making it work and being happy. And I was like, I just got to a point where I was like, why am I trying to force something that clearly isn't going to happen? So I walked away and that was basically, it's a very short video. So anyway, I only watched the first couple of minutes of this person's video and I read some of the comments. Now, I don't regularly get negative comments and I'm very lucky that in, so in my work, if you're not familiar with what I do, I describe myself as a content creator turned accidental influencer turned marketing agency owner. Now, when I say that, I actually started off as an entrepreneur, but loved to take pictures of my food. And because I was a baker, that was my first business. I always took pictures of my baking, my food when I went to restaurants. So that is how I started my content creation journey. And then it just kind of catapulted itself to the point where when the pandemic happened, I was about to be made redundant twice um, in the space of like two years. And I looked at my experience and I sat and talked to one of my friends and he was basically like, if you map out everything that you do and everything you have done, the food businesses are costing you a lot of money and it's my, mentally, you're not coping. Because at that point, I was like, I need to sell five cakes this week, six brownie boxes, whatever else. And I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't eating, I was just, I was hating life. I had no work-life balance, it was nothing. So um, because I had become an accidental influ influencer in the sense that that one, when I was growing up, it was never a job. Two, it isn't, I don't think it's something that you can turn around and say, I'm going to be an influencer and you just become an influencer because I think that be, have been someone of influence is, it means, to me, it means that people know, like, and trust you. So whether they know you in person or not, they at least feel like they know you and I try to be authentic. And I've talked very openly on my socials about how, Sometimes I've talked about topics that, especially as a content creator and influencer, it makes me unhireable to brands because I cover difficult topics. But at the same time, in 
talking about the difficult things, in being authentic and being open, sitting in a onesie. Like, I'm sat here now. I thought when I was going to record this, I was like, oh, should I, because I've had my hair done, should I, like, dress up? And I was like, no, because I'm sat at home on a day where I should be chilling. I'm going to sit and be comfortable. And this will come back uh, in a second when I talk about how I felt about this video. So... Yes, that was my content creation journey where I realised that because I'd started to become a content creator and become an influencer and was a micro and I'm a micro influ influencer still, I had worked with amazing brands, I'd worked with global brands, I'd worked with smaller brands, local brands. So in terms of my experience, my portfolio, I already had a mini agency and no one needed to know that I was just a one man band. And at this point I didn't realise about um virtual assistants and that I could have done virtual work for clients. So anyway, I then started CF Marketing, which is the agency. And when I started the agency, honestly, I didn't know where that was going to take me, but it has been an incredible ride because I'm getting to build something that is built for me and my team, who are my partners, but also we're, we're building something that works for us. So we are all mostly the oldest daughters. And if we're not the oldest daughters, we are... Uh, yeah, actually, no, we're all either the oldest child or the oldest daughter. We have responsibilities in our families. There's just a lot that goes on that meant that I found a group of people. When I talk about finding my tribe, in terms of clients, the more I've been authentic and done the things that make me uncomfortable and talked about the things that I actually care about, knowing that it might not bring me the followers, the brand deals, whatever else, the more I've started to find my tribe, the right team, and so on. And that means that then it's like a roundabout cycle. Whilst maybe I've not made money for a while, it's now worked out really, really well, where I've built something that I'm super proud of. But we work in marketing, and I'm very... I'm very... What's the word? I'm very clear that marketing can be very, very dangerous, because especially right now, people have short attention spans, it's about clickbait titles. I've seen, like I'm in journalism groups, I'm in all these places because content creation has opened the most random doors. I have written for magazines, been in magazines, newspapers. I have been paid as a model. I have been an actual model, a hand model. I've just recorded a, a short film. I, me and G have been recording for a TV show that'll come out this year. So when I say, I know what building a personal brand is and what it is to be a content creator. This isn't coming from an entrepreneur that thinks they know what they're talking about. This is coming from the fact that I have built a career off of this. Anyway, so this person's video, basically, they're saying I... This, the one they're not, they didn't reference that that video was posted a year ago. So they're making it look as if it, it happened in 2024. And then their page is basically about giving relationship advice. So when I first saw this, I can't lie, my heart was like, oh my days, what the hell is going on? And I looked at the comments and there were people calling me a homewrecker, a gold digger, which is funny in its own, all these things. And like I said, I listened to the first couple of minutes, which is where I heard that this guy had said that I was pregnant. Now, one as a woman, why are you going to speculate on stuff that has nothing to do with you? And I think there also comes this point of, so me and G started our Black and White Thinking podcast because... When me and him discuss topics, he would... So I'd be scrolling through TikTok and he was always like, I don't believe anything that you see on TikTok. It's all a lie. And I'm like, yeah, but you've got to take everything with a pinch of salt. And I can't lie. I do scroll through TikTok and I'm like, I see a video and I'm more likely to believe it than I'm not. Whereas G's the opposite. So we started black and white thinking because G was like, 
there isn't a healthy debate anymore. People can have altering opinions, but respect each other. And me and G, me and G are very different people, but also very similar. But we just agreed when we started dating that we were going to be open and honest with each other and we were going to communicate. What does that mean? It means that even if it's a difficult discussion, we find a way to go from point A to point B without it turning into an argument. Me and this man have never had an argument. I've never been in a relationship where nearly two years down the line, not once have we had an argument. Not what uh, he, he raised his voice once because I nearly crashed the car. That's it. And that was completely entitled. So when I say that I am in a healthy relationship and this is something I'm experiencing that I am just like, oh my days, this man thinks the same way that I do. That's in, in, in respect to how we respect each other. It's not that we agree on absolutely everything because G's atheist, I'm not. We grew up very, very differently. There's just loads of stuff where you go, we don't agree. So I like the idea of us having something where you can have that healthy debate. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a healthy debate or you can't react to people's videos because as a content creator, the videos I've put out there are out there for anyone basically to take to a certain extent. Obviously when someone's lying about you, trust me, that video is getting taken down, not happening. But yeah, I think what surprised me was one, I started by being very like very shaken, being like, oh my God, what the hell? And then I noticed that I was very calm. And I was like, why is this not bothering me the way that I thought it was gonna bother me? But that's because like, so when I, when I talk about the healing journey and the therapy journey, journey the, the journey has been very difficult mentally it's been very difficult i have had super highs and super lows but when i say i have put the work in to know who i am started with solo dates went to therapy to understand the person that i want to be within the business and within my own life so i do this thing with clients where we look at the future version of, the, of themselves so either that's the millionaire version of them if they're just starting out as a content creator slash entrepreneur or the next level of where they're going to be so with one of the clients they want to um they want to be in rooms with people that have like 50 100 million dollars or pounds in their in their bank which is crazy but the 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 what's the word i i swear my brain these days the exercise that we do that's the one the exercise that we do is exactly the same whether you are a multimillionaire or not because you're looking at future you what does future you look like? What do they do on a day-to-day -day basis? What kind of work do they do? What do they do for fun? What do they do to relax? Because if you don't know what the future you're supposed to do, how do you then start to embody that? How do you become that person? And your brain doesn't know the difference between reality or not. So when we talk about manifesting, this is a part of why I talk about, like, I love manifesting. I love thinking about where I want to be. And I'm at 30 now, for the first time in my life going, okay, what do I want to do with my life? Where do I want to be? I can be anything I want to be. And I, I've always been told I can be anything I want to be. But when you're growing up and you're being told you need to go to uni, you need to, I don't know, be a doctor, lawyer, all these things. Like I said, never in my life did I think that this would be my job. Never in my life did I think that posting pictures of food and the odd video here and the blog here would turn into what it has. And like I said, when I looked at that video, first of all, I thought, oh my days. And then when that calm came over me, I was like, is this me healing? And I was really proud of that because something that would have really bothered me in the past made me realise, one, these podcast bros, honestly, like, where do people, men, 
and I'm going to generalise to men because, so this man is a black man and it's a black man that specifically chooses black women's videos and he wants to basically crap on them and to crap on them in the sense that when women are talking about choosing ourselves, being selfless, doing the things we need to do to make sure that we're the best version of us, these people seem to have an issue with that. These podcast bros need to have these freaking mics taken off them because it's absolutely ridiculous that you are gonna I don't mind if I put something out there that you're gonna look at and go like um I put a video out last year when Molly May had had her baby and I was talking about Tommy Fury now again their life's their life absolutely nothing to do with me however I referenced the specific part of something that she'd said and just talked about my experience and why I felt I needed to be on my own why I felt I needed to look at the type of person that I wanted to date in the future and what I needed that person to be able to do for me and to be able to bring to the table because I was comfortable being on my own. I was comfortable buying myself flowers. Like, it's that simple. And as I scrolled through, I saw that there were a couple of women that were also commenting going, oh, I see where you're coming from. I, I get it. Now, this person's giving relationship advice based off of absolute rubbish, turning a video that is seemingly innocent into something that it's not now when people this made me think back to what g's always told me that as you're scrolling through where else do you fact check now these people that decided to crap on me could have just clicked any of my videos could have gone on my tiktok my instagram my twitter what x whatever it's called anything clicked on a couple of videos if anything i've even got pinned videos that talk about what i do and it makes me laugh because it's not the first time I've been called a gold, gold digger. And funnily enough, the people that call me gold diggers happen to be black men. Weird that, isn't it? But anyway, so yeah, as I looked through that, I just thought the girl, especially and the, I'd, the, the one I can remember now looking at, when you watch this person's video, like I said, it's the first couple of minutes, but when you watch this person's video, you look at it and you go, okay, they're, they've structured this in a way that makes it look like they're giving their own opinion. Now, the danger of being a content creator, the danger of picking up a microphone, recording yourself, doing whatever, is the fact that anyone these days can pick up a phone, put something online and can make up any lies and it can ruin people's lives. Now, on mine, like I said, didn't bother me at all and I'm really, really lucky and thank thank you to the people that reported this person and left comments which weirdly enough were deleted because I left a, a very polite comment just saying there are loads of lies here I'd suggest you delete this and they've deleted the comments that state where there were lies and like I said I appreciate the people that did go on but I was like I am not <laughs> spending time trying to justify, justify myself to people that do, like what that one want to project but two will just want to see whatever version of the life or their I, the, the ideal they've created in their mind. Now, it's a certain type of person who looks at a black woman or a woman in general, but especially black because that page just had black women. But it's a type of person that looks at black women, black women who are finding joy, finding happiness, finding themselves, going to therapy, doing the work on themselves, realising that we don't need men that turn around and go, oh, who do they think they are? Oh, who do they think they are ruining families? Whatever. Like... Do you know, some things just don't make sense. So one, people, if, if you are someone that scrolls through social media and just believes anything that you see, I have a personal brand. I specialise in working with clients on their personal brands. 
our agency mostly does personal branding with some business content, some business social media management. Like, there's a lot of mix is what I'm trying to say. But I know that on the personal branding side, you get to see little snippets of my life, our clients' lives, people that post on social media. You are maybe seeing five, ten minutes of their day. If you're listening and watching to this podcast, you are watching slash listening to what will be around 30 minutes of something that's recently happened. I have been filming for my vlog today. In that vlog, you might see a couple of minutes of what my day's been like. But to make an assumption on someone based off of little things that you see, like I said, I know that our job is to make sure that you guys know us, like us and trust us. But whilst we do try to be as authentic as possible, remember, what you see isn't always the absolute truth. Like I said at the beginning of this, I have a team. I am my own client in my own business, which means that I have a content assistant that runs my social media pages. I have two editors that do some of my work as well as I, I, enjoyed what I, I enjoy what I do as well and I, I like to learn what I'm doing. So I, I do edit some of my videos. I do some of my own posting. I do some of my own engagement, but I don't always have the time to do that. So one, you don't always talk to me if it's a reply in the comments. Two, the stuff that you're seeing, that you're seeing that comes out consistently, is scheduled, it's planned, because we know that. My job is to try and grow on social media, to try and grow a community. And what's that community going to do? Support anything that I do. Why? Because that's the what I've had in the past. Every business I have had since Mostly Muffins, for the people that have followed my journey, my life, my blog, my social media, whatever else, I have had people I have never met or maybe met once randomly that have supported my life, my business in ways that people I have grown up with, people I know, people I love, haven't supported in the same way. So when I talk about social media being curated, no matter how authentic someone is on social media, it's still curated. Whether I show up in my onesie or not, and this is another thing that bothers people, me showing up in a onesie, me showing up without my hair being done, me dating a white man, all these stupid things, if you don't like it, scroll on. If it makes you uncomfortable, leave it alone. Don't take something in the guise of, oh, this is what women are like. Oh, this is what young black women are like. Because what are you going to do? You're going to be absolutely crapped on yourself. Because I think one of the things, and it made me laugh because I thought about it and I just thought, do you know what? The thing that's going to hurt this person the most is me just not retaliating. So once I sent that one video, or one, one video, once I sent that one um, reply, that was it. And throughout this podcast, I've not mentioned their name because that's very irrelevant. But the point is, I see this happen a lot. I see people take stuff on. Like, uh, Lynn was on the podcast a while ago. Candice Owens took, and she talked about this, took one of her uh, TikToks and craps on her when she was talking about being a dink in a dink couple which is dual income no kids and Lynn's just had a baby congratulations that was so exciting but at that point that was Lynn's life like what's wrong with celebrating being a dual income no kids couple that's me and G right now and don't get me wrong I post on socials and I talk about the fact that G wants to be the stay-at-home parent whilst I love what I do and we now work together within the business so it's going to make more sense that if anyone's going to give up a job or do any, anything like that, it's going to be G. And again, G wants to stay at home with the kids. I want to work. That was never even a point of contention between us. It was just a, okay, how are we going to do this? And 
we are spending the time building the systems that need to be built in to make sure that we have the life that we want to have. And then if kids come along, we've also started to plan along for that to see, okay, what's this going to look like? Don't get me wrong, nothing's perfect. It's not like I've just woken up and everything is going to get there. But I enjoy being in a dink couple. People just want to hate on absolutely everything. But also people don't want to actually be educated. I've seen a few people online posting recently about how, especially as content creators, people are giving up being influencers and content creators or they are trying to find a different path. Now, I think that I've survived as a content creator and an influencer because that's not my whole job. The agency is what I do. I'm multi-passionate. I do a lot of things. I'm a food stylist. I'm a food photographer. I'm a food content creator, as well as all the other bits that you see. I have experience in so many different avenues that as soon as one thing starts to bore me, I move on to another thing and I come back. Maybe not even bore me. Like, it doesn't inspire me anymore. I move away and come back. But I did realise, like, my memory's crap. I'm ingesting the same type of media, stories... And unless I'm very specific about finding different types of media, there are things that get pushed to us because of, like, gee laughs, I go through cookies and I press reject and I don't accept everything because I don't want people to be suggesting adverts and doing all these things because I know that that is, an like, it's mind inception. They're doing these things that we don't always realise that they're doing. But working in marketing, it opened your eyes. There was that Netflix thing that came out about, was it Facebook? If you've not watched it, I'd implore you to watch it because that's wild on its own. But that's what makes me like, so I've recently started reading again and I have been in So I decided that future millionaire me was not even future millionaire chick reads. She has a nighttime routine. That means that phones on do not disturb from about eight o'clock. And this is something me and G decided in one of our like monthly check-ins because I was just saying I wasn't shut enough. So we decided I'd, beyond do not disturb from about eight o'clock we'd go to bed and we'd sit and read for a while my aim has been to do um 10 pages a night now i've not read every single night we've done most nights but i've read way more than 10 pages it's been 10 sorry like 20 30 pages easily and i've really been enjoying it because i want to start to broaden my horizon again and i can't lie even as an entrepreneur the more educated i am and the more that i see problems i could solve for clients the more money I'm going to get for solving people's problems. And I'm very clear on what my services are and what that's going to be. So coming back to the whole thing of be careful what and who you trust on social media and the type of content that you want to believe, be very careful because there are people out there that can make up a load of lies. And whilst this hasn't phased me, imagine if this had been sent to my mum and dad first and this person's going, she's pregnant, and my mum and dad are going what the hell like these things quickly can become viral and whatever else but for the people out there especially the men out there that seem to have a problem with women just existing especially black women just existing and being happy do better sort your lives out like what is the actual point it's actually really sad that people if you don't like how someone lives move on find other ways to make content find other ways to make money you don't need to make up lies to try and build something. And the one thing that I've learned as well is the people that do stuff like that do not have a long career. You're gonna easily, that's gonna be you done. Now, there are people that are a little bit satire and do these kinds of jokes where you're like, okay, don't agree with it, but this isn't how these people actually think. It's the ones where you can tell that is actually how they think, where you go, this is very dangerous. So if you are a woman that's watching or listening to this, and you are especially a black woman that's watching or listening to this, do you. 
work on yourself, choose yourself, choose your happiness. Because if I'd have pandered to people like this, I wouldn't be living a soft life. I cook twice a month because that's our agreement. I barely touch the kitchen. I barely do anything in there. I have a life I'm really happy with. But on the flip side of that, when I talk about having that soft life, I work really, really hard. I have done a lot of work in learning who I am and what I want to be doing. So whilst I talk about having the soft life of, I've got a partner that literally like dopes on me, gets up to get me something rather than me having to get up to get something and loves me in a way that I can't even explain. I don't need a man. He knows I don't need a man. One of the first things he said to me when we started dating and I talked to him about my experience in the past and men get intimidated by women that know themselves. And I'd said to him back then, I have been through this. So when I was starting Muslim Muffins and going to college, I entered a competition at college and I ended up winning it, being one of the winners and went to Moscow as part of that trip. But I remember being on the phone to my ex-best friend turned boyfriend at the, the time and him being like what's the point I don't like I don't see the point in you starting this business and supplying the college and blah 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 if I'd have listened to him I would not be where I am now when me and G started dating I talked to him about some of the experiences that I've had and how men start to act when they start to get intimidated they support you for a while until they're going through a situation that doesn't serve them and then they're looking at you and it becomes a problem and he said to me straight away you need to communicate with me. If you think that I'm speaking to you or treating you in a way that doesn't make you happy, at the end of the day, you have the final decision. No matter how, how I feel about you, you can walk away at any time and I will always remind you that. And he ha always has. And Why would I want to walk away from someone that is that self-aware? Is he perfect? No. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. But if I hadn't gone to therapy, if I, I, have, I haven't hadn't cried the cr cries I have the past few years, I would not have the best friends I have in my life, the best relationships I have in my life, the best partner I could have asked for, the best business and the best team I could have asked for, the best clients that are opening doors that I didn't even realise could be opened. So yeah, for every black woman and every woman listening to this, do you, because as soon as those people start getting upset, you know you're winning. And I'm going to end this on my win of the week. And my win of the week is that silly man doing what he did because that just let me know I am really winning at life because one, I'm healed to the point where that doesn't bother me in the way that like I'm not losing sleep over it. But two, it showed me how far I've come in terms of what I've built from the self-care days to the days I have without my team getting in touch with me so I can work on the business to the dates me and G have to me and G working together, me and G having a podcast, the doors that have been opened through consecration for me. These are all things I would have never ever expected to happen and here they are because I chose myself. I realised when Miley Cyrus brought out her song, I Can Buy Myself Flowers, I realised that. And one day that also inspired me to walk away from a situation that wasn't serving me. So yeah, massive, massive win. It's crazy, isn't it? It really is. But yeah, I'm going to keep doing me. I'm going to keep being happy. I'm going to keep apparently bothering people that have never met me or don't know me. And... I'm going to keep enjoying life. Great, thanks. So uh, yeah, thanks for all of you that listen to and watch the podcast and everything that I do. Because honestly, like I always say, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without having you guys as part of my community. So thank you for everything because you inspire me to get up on my self-care days to record podcasts, to do stuff that I wouldn't have done in the past. And I really do appreciate and I absolutely love what I do, who are, like the people I work with and the opportunities that 
seem to keep arising. So yeah, keep watching, liking, subscribing, commenting, and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye.